1: Iran says it's foiled a cyber espionage campaign mounted by APT-27, a Chinese threat group. The Indian government responds to protest over a citizenship law in two states by sending in troops and cutting off the Internet in those states. The city of New Orleans sustains what appears to be a ransomware attack. So does a New Jersey healthcare care network. And three senators would like credit bureaus to tell them what the FBI is asking for. From the CyberWire Studios at Data Tribe, I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire summary for Monday, December 16, 2019. Multiple reports say that Iran's government has indicated that it succeeded in fending off another cyber attack. Tehran is again being tight-lipped about the incident, beyond saying that it successfully defended itself and that the target was electronic government systems. There's been some a priori speculation about the usual adversaries in the press, including the BBC, But as the BBC itself points out, Iran's telecommunications minister was more specific, saying that the attack used tools associated with APT-27, a Chinese threat group. According to MITRE, APT-27 is a group that's been active since 2010 and that has, for the most part, devoted its attention to targets in aerospace, government, defense, technology, energy and manufacturing. It's also associated with the names Emissary Panda, Bronze Union, Iron Tiger, and Lucky Mouse. The Islamic Republic news agency quotes the ministry as characterizing the attack as foreign spying, espionage organized by a foreign state, and that the hostile campaign was stopped by the country's domestic firewall. DEZFA, that is, Digital Fortress. The telecommunications ministry had earlier this year mentioned that DEZFA had been installed to protect Iran's Siemens-manufactured industrial control systems, but this incident appears so far to have been espionage as opposed to sabotage. It's of course possible that the APT-27 tracks were misdirection, but in any case, Tehran wasn't shy about mentioning the circumstantial evidence in its public discussions, and for now at least signs point to China. A new Indian citizenship law has been met with widespread protests in the states of Assam and Meghalaya, The law offers an accelerated track to citizenship for members of non-Muslim religious groups, mostly Hindus, Sikhs, and Christians, who had fled what the law characterizes as religious persecution in the Muslim-majority neighboring states of Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. The large Muslim minority in the states has tended to perceive the law as anti-Muslim. The Indian government has substantially blocked the Internet in the two states— with a view to preventing incitement and online organization of protests. Around midday Friday, more cyber attacks hit Louisiana. The city of New Orleans was most prominently affected by what Bleeping Computer says has been tentatively identified as, again, Ryuk ransomware. CNN reports that the city declared a state of emergency and disconnected systems from the Internet as a precautionary measure. Emergency services are said to have been unaffected, and City Hall is open for business today, as New Orleans officials now characterize the effects of the attack, WBRZ says, as minimal. Some courts have postponed their operations due to the incident, but New Orleans did say that none of their data had been lost or held for ransom. Bleeping Computer notes that if Ryuk was present, it seems likely that Emitet and TrickBot, its usual companions, were also in the affected networks as well. In addition to New Orleans, there are reports in WBRZ that sheriff's offices in three Louisiana parishes were also subjected to an attack at the end of last week. It's unclear whether these attacks are related, and little more information has been available. It's not just Louisiana, a more familiar target of ransomware, a healthcare provider where threats to clinical data in particular are always taken seriously, surfaced in New Jersey at the end of the week. Hackensack Meridian Health, New Jersey's largest hospital health network, disclosed Friday that it had been afflicted by ransomware for five days, forcing postponement of about 100 elective surgeries. Hackensack Meridian got out from under the attack by paying the ransom and said in its statement that it carried cyber insurance against this sort of eventuality. The health system also said that it was working with the FBI and other authorities and that it was speaking with cybersecurity and forensic experts. Some of those experts advised the system to delay its disclosure. Hackensack Meridian did not say how much it had paid in ransom. Harper's has a long story in its current issue devoted to online murder-for-hire markets, which it traces to assassination prediction markets that emerged in cypherpunk and anarchist circles in the 1990s. The stories are lurid and disturbing, but actual violence seems much more the exception than the rule, Those who run the hitman job board seem more interested in extracting money from both frightened prospective victims and from gullible but bloodthirsty buyers. And finally, it appears that the FBI has been demanding large quantities of personal data from credit bureaus. The requests for data come in the form of national security letters. Since 2015, companies receiving such letters have been permitted to request that they be able to disclose them, and a number of tech companies have done so. But the credit bureaus apparently haven't, and so three senators, Republican Rand Paul and Democrats Elizabeth Warren and Ron Wyden, have asked Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, why not? The senators wrote, quote, Because your company holds so much potentially sensitive data on so many Americans and collects this information without obtaining consent from these individuals, you have a responsibility to be transparent about how you handle that data. Unfortunately, your company has not provided information to policymakers or the public about the type or the number of disclosures that you have made to the FBI. End quote. They'd like an answer by December 27th. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. And joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute, also my co-host on the Hacking Humans podcast. Joe, great to have you back. Hi, Dave. Interesting story from ZDNet. This is uh, Twitter Proposes Open Social Network Standard, a story by Stephen J. Vaughn Nichols. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's going on
0: here with Twitter? Well, this is uh, coming directly from Jack Dorsey, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, And he wants to change the way Twitter operates. Hmm. And he's looking at a new technology, and he's going to call it Blue Sky, even though he doesn't know what that is yet, it looks like. Okay. Uh, but it's to be an open and decentralized standard for social media. Hmm. I, I don't know what that means in terms of developing something new. There are already open and decentralized standards for social media like Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, and there are, the, the article actually talks about Mastodon and some others I hadn't heard of. Like apparently Mozilla has created some kind of standard as well. Mm-hmm. Diaspora and the World Wide Web consortium, the D- W3C, has a system they call ActivityPub or a standard they call Activity Pub. So I don't know what Twitter is trying to do here other than uh, maybe change the way they operate internally.
1: What does Twitter hope to achieve by shifting to something using an open decentralized standard rather than what they have now?
0: They have four reasons that they list out in this article. Uh, one of them is a real true problem, is that centralized enforcement of global abuse and misleading information is is very difficult to do, and it doesn't really scale. Hmm. So if you decentralize Twitter, then it might be easier to get rid of fake news. It would be harder to inject fake news into a system, right, because mm-hmm. it's decentralized. You don't have one point where you can do it. That's a good idea. Point two in this article is, is very salient to me, and I'm just going to read it verbatim says, the value of social media is shifting away from content hosting and removal towards recommendation algorithms directing one's attention. Unfortunately, these algorithms are typically proprietary, and one can't choose or build alternatives. Right. Now, you were on Grumpy Old Geeks two weeks ago, or mm-hmm. a week ago, talking yeah. about how bad Facebook has gotten for you. Right. And you and I were talking just before this, uh, we started recording this, with, and I was making the same complaints you were, yeah. that Facebook is terrible. When I when I <laughs> scroll through it, I see the same three or four things. It used to be good. It used to be everything that my friends on Facebook posted would show up on my timeline, but right. now it's driven and censored by an algorithm yeah. that I, I don't have any control over, and I don't see what may or may not interest me. I don't get to pick it. Right?
1: Yeah. And you and, can't directly go in and tweak the settings to get the things that right. you want. There's yeah. very and little f- filtering available.
0: I will say this on my Twitter account. I've gone in and I've set muted words to Republican, Democrat, Trump, Pelosi, And impeachment. Right. And my Twitter (laughs) experience has gotten tons better.
1: It's all right. It's all puppies. And. uh, Right.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Because I don't get my political news from social media. At all. I I believe it's a toxic environment for for political news. It's not a good place to get your political news. It's just not a conducive environment to that kind of discussion. All right. Well, bringing it back around. So
1: in theory, this would allow you to the option of. Using alternative or your own algorithms to... Right, d- to, to decide to how, your what own things, feed, yeah. hopefully. That's yeah. what
0: that... And that I'm all on board with. Okay. Uh, the third point here is that existing social media incentives lead to attention being focused on these very controversial topics, right? Right. Because it's all about getting your eyes on the page.
1: Getting those clicks. Right,
0: and getting those clicks. Mm-hmm. So it tends to lead to things that are emotional and, and get you... Either the dopamine hit or the rage hit, you know, whatever it is that you're going for. And if you can control that and eliminate that, then social media, in my opinion, will become a lot better. Now, here's the point that they're talking about that I'm not on board with 100%. Okay. Okay? I'm not on board with it at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Twitter says that new technologies have emerged that make the decentralized approach more viable. Mm -hmm. And then the first thing they say is... Blockchain (laughs) points to a series of decentralized solutions, and that's true. Blockchain is a great decentralized solution. The problem with that is that blockchains tend to be immutable, Mm -hmm. right? Once I put something on a blockchain, I can't take it off. That's why Bitcoin runs on blockchain, right? is because it's a database that has a permanent record, and it's a public record. Mm -hmm. I don't want something I tweeted 10 years from now or 20 years from now being deemed Culturally inappropriate, Mm, right? Yeah. As time has shifted. Yeah. And social values have shifted. This has happened to people numerous times and caused great deals of difficulty for people. Yeah. If Twitter goes to a blockchain, I'm afraid I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that's it for me.
1: But, I mean, if you put something out there anyway, even though you can delete it, so some doesn't keep anyone else from capturing it or screen capturing it. That's right? correct. So,
0: that's correct. I mean, um, you know,
1: every, the internet's forever, Joe. That, the internet that's is right. forever.
0: <laughs> like, they, like everybody says, there may, what does deleted mean? Yeah, it may not right. mean deleted. It may mean that there's a, a flag in a database called deleted, mm-hmm. and that's set to one, mm-hmm. <laughs> which means that we don't show it anymore. Yeah. But we I, still have
1: it. I guess the other thing I'm curious about here is how is this not against Twitter's own self-interest if... They're making their money get on those clicks, on those eyeballs, on right. those on on your attention. Twitter's a public company. What what, right. what do the shareholders think of of a shift like this?
0: I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. It does seem like it's operating against the um, against their own interest and the interest of their shareholders. But I think that by acting in the interest of their customers, they may be doing something like Apple does. You mm. know, when somebody says we should exploit our user data, Tim Cook says to that person, "You should sell your Apple stock." Right. Right. Yeah, we're not doing that.
1: How interesting that uh, that sort of attitude is an outlier these days. Right. Uh, Well, I think
0: think the hope is that what Jack Dorsey is hoping is that that will differentiate them in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And I've already found Twitter to be a more acceptable social media platform for me based solely on the level of granularity I can apply to what I see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, the fact that what I see is essentially just a stream from the people I follow. It's, yeah. it's not curated by some algorithm. And if I don't want to see something, I can mute a word and not see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do that on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jack Dorsey acknowledges that this is a long term project. This isn't going is. to happen uh, overnight it's or not going to happen overnight, probably in the next few years. But yeah, he's
0: going uh, to be building a team of about five people, he says, to work on this. I guess I applaud the effort. I think it's good that people
1: are exploring these sorts of things. If it is a good faith effort and not yeah. just PR or something yeah. like that, well, you know, it's good that we explore these things. I think there's no question. We've got some problems, right? I,
0: I would agree. So, 100%. <laughs>
1: so we got uh, some
0: real problems with social media. Yeah, I think there are serious cultural problems that are happening.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. It's certainly interesting to watch Joe Kerrigan. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Dave.